Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews. Coming up on NBA Today, the return of Zion Williamson was in full effect last night. So let's go to the tape. Cheney breaks down his debut for us. Plus, while Zion was wrecking the rim, Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson put the world on notice and showed why they're the future of the league. Also, Ohm Young Masuk's exclusive conversation with Clippers star Paul George ahead of what Zach Lowe is calling the most important season in Clippers history. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews alongside my partner in crime, Janae Agumake. We have a packed show for you, but... I want to start with this. What, what were you doing last night at like 6.30, Chanel? Uh, probably watching some hoops. Watching some hoops yes. because Zion Williamson was in action. It's the first time that we got to see him on the floor alongside his new teammates, including C.J. McCollum, and what a game it was. So let's get to the highlight. Here he is, Zion Williamson, getting ready to play basketball after 518 days. That smile on his face says it all. He couldn't wait to get out there, Chanel. I mean, this was just so much fun, and it was a sigh of relief, I believe, for Pelicans fans because right. when he walked in, into the, the game, you saw how confident he was, and it immediately translated to the floor. Watch this play right here. You can see Zion trailing. Nobody's oh. safe. Nobody's safe. No, sir. Oh, that and that's the kind of block that gets you off your couch. Don't worry, guys. Um, you'll see that again. That's a, a slight tee. <laughs> oh, do we have a, a little cheat sheet, a little highlight to take a look at? But this is Zion's bread and butter. It's that two-handed slam that Pelicans fans were so excited to see back in action. Today. And guess what? Everyone on the help side has to make a business decision. Well, and then once again, Zion will. Ooh, behind the, the back. Like the finish. Over and over. Look at that. Over. Behind the back. Sees the downhill lane. Goes right past the defender. Easy layer. And, and Andre Drummond is a tough defender. So a missed shot from the Bulls here. Once again, Zion Williamson just defending around the rim. That's just not fair. It really is not fair. He's vertical. Doesn't foul. And like the next stage is getting that ball and going the other way. And he's happy with it. Well, and look at the, the, the look on his face right there. He, this is a player who all he wanted to do for the last year is get back on. Look how quickly he gets his own miss. Like what? Not fair. Pelicans escape with the win. Here's what they were saying about Zion Williamson. It was my first time playing an NBA game in a long time. I was most excited about just playing the game I love and being out there with my teammates. Williamson off that baseline. Just so explosive. He looked good. You know, he's just going to continue to get better. That's what we know about Z. He works at it. He's a competitor. You know, it felt good for him, you know, to hear his name in the starting lineup and stuff like that again. So, uh, it was just the beginning. you got to be really excited to be a Pelican fan for what the future holds. So a lot has happened in the sports world in the 518 days since Zion played. We had Tom Brady retire and then unretire from the NFL. Two tennis greats also called it a career in Serena Williams and Roger Federer. Kevin Durant asked for a trade, decided to go back to Brooklyn. Aaron Judge made baseball history, but Zion is finally back. So Chinay, what impressed you the most about last night? Was it his offense or his defense? You know me, I'm always going to hedge, and I'm going to say a little bit of both. Mm. And my favorite thing about Zion 
Williamson is that you don't have to run a play for him for him to be effective. Look at the numbers he put up. In 15 minutes, he had 13 points, four rebounds, was four for six from the field, and went five for five for someone that wants to expand their range from the free throw line. That's a good sign. You know what time it is. Rummy my take, producer Kwaku, baby. Hey. Yo, this is a big day for ESPN NBA. We've got new graphics packages, and look at this. I wanted to see if his quick, quick titch was back, and it was. Let's run it back. Bam! Quick twitch, gets to the rim, and gets to the paint. This is what I think Zion Williamson does in transition or even in the half court that makes things so easy on offense. But switching over to defense, you saw the play before. His verticality is insane. He's downhill. He's watching the play. Literally, in extension, 99.99% of players can finish from that point of view. Nope, we've got a pogo stick right here. Goes straight up off of two and swipes it away, most importantly, without fouling. So it's so important that Zion is back. He's healthy, and I'm so excited for him. Well, Zion finished with 13 points and 15 minutes of action, four rebounds. It really was impressive, Chanae. But... I got an email before the show. It was from a, a, a regular viewer. His name was Roy, and he said, we need to focus on the rest of the NBA, so let's do it. Hey, Roy. Let's go coast to coast. Hey, Roy, we're going to start with Jalen Brunson because he made his Knicks debut after signing a four-year, $104 million deal with the team. What impressed you most about his debut? This is a guy that grew up rooting for the Knicks, and for him, he took this mindset seriously. He said it may be a preseason game, but I'm treating it as a real game, and you saw it. Those numbers are crazy. Seven for nine from shooting, five assists, one turnover. you got to feel good about that if you're a Knicks fan, but don't feel too good just yet. Don't feel too good just yet. What about Portland Trailblazers fans? How should they be feeling? Damian Lillard shined. 21 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds, just 24 minutes, but the Blazers lost. It was a back-to-back. So, is Dame all the way back, Janae? You know, Coach John T. Billups said, hey, we're going to put him out there. There's no minutes restriction, and I think that's exactly what a lot of players that have chips on their shoulders, they want. Dame is Dame. You know what time it is. He's going to show up and show out, and so Trailblazers fans have to feel relieved that he's out there, there's no restriction, and then you got some development in the year of his absence. So, you know I'm always here for Dame. Let's stay in the West and head to the Timberwolves because Anthony Edwards was back in action as well. He wasted no time, 24 points, 9 of 15 from the field in 23 minutes. The Timberwolves, remember, without Carl Anthony Towns, no Rudy Gobert, no D'Angelo Russell, they beat the Bulls. But is Edwards the best player on this team? Didn't he say that last year? Didn't he say, like, I'm trying to yes. be the best player and it yes, ruffled some feathers because people are like, hey, Carl Anthony Towns is there. He's a guy that can shoot it from, you know, from deep and then also at the... I think this mindset helps. Yeah. This mindset helps them because they're trying to be not just a playoff team, but a real contender in the West. Some people even say yep. he could, this team can come out of the West. Mm. And so if he's their best player, I feel like that helps their case. When you look at the West, you're looking at the Clippers, obviously, as a team that's up there. You're looking at the Warriors, potentially the Suns, potentially Nuggets, Dallas, Mavs, Nuggets, the da, 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 da. For you, what is the step you're looking to see Anthony Edwards take this year to help them reach that upper echelon? You know, I think it's about maturity in the sense that on the game, you know, when he's out on the court, he wants to be able to be himself, get 20 points, but more so the maturity from the guard standpoint is, how do I make my team better? Yeah. Like, it, how do you get into a pick-and-roll situation with Rudy Gobert, where Rudy feels like he's a viable source in the offense? I know it's, what is it, year two, year three, year three for him? Mm -hmm. um, that's the next level that you take, maybe at year five, that you're going to look 
if I can be a playmaker and I can produce 20 points a game and I can play defense and be a dog on the perimeter, have someone someone has my back and anchor, you look at this as a holistic team that can really make some noise. Well, here, here's my question, though. I mentioned all the players that didn't play. Carl Anthony Towns not playing because he was getting over a non-COVID illness, amongst other things. Rudy Gobert is such a big piece of what this team is trying to do. How many preseason games do they need, if any at all, to gel? Not much. Yeah. Not much. Right. Uh, you know, I think the big evolution for Rudy is I know a lot of people are criti critical of his offense, but at some point, like, when you're the best at what you do, that's good enough for a team that already has a lot of offense. And so Rudy Gobert... For him to be out there, you know it's going to be simple. Rim protect, be the captain of that defense, but then offensively try to provide more, right, besides just lobs and finishes and pick and roll scenarios. Maybe you look at yourself as a Steven Adams. Let me set the best screens, which he does extremely well, but everyone knows Steven Adams is such a key facilitator for the Grizzlies. You sort of want to be synonymous with that for your team in that offense. So it's that maturity on the outside for the guards to realize it might take some ugly growth patterns to figure this out early on in the season, but it will be beneficial in the long term for both both of us if we both get something going. Interesting. Well, another team that we got to see in action last night was the Miami Heat. So let's go down to South Beach, take a Anytime, look. Anytime, take me to South Beach. And what was going on here? Why did we have to do this? Why did this, we have to do this? This was media day, remember? So he had the, the long <laughs> hair and then later at the game he said but he said I'm not I'm not making this come to the NBA this isn't that's not gonna happen we all know this was like not for real okay there's something about like full logs we know that this was not serious we all love Jimmy though we I mean we all love Jimmy and I always say if you own that hair then it is yours so you do not need to say oh it's not my real hair so thank you I that don't poor, hear any of that, that. Poor. <laughs> still to come on NBA today the future was on full display did you see this Shanae Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson they showed out in Vegas and Obi Toppin already in mid-season windmill form last night. So we have the best in-game windmill dunks of all time. And Paul George tells us why he and Kawhi are ready to complete the mission, the championship mission, that is. Mm -hmm. Here our exclusive conversation with him after this. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hard one-on-one here. Yeah, James doubling up the Clippers. Clean up on aisle three. Clean up on aisle three. Someone call someone. Oh, 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 Heading into the season, as we all try to give rankings and tiers and assign expectations to teams around the league, it's really hard not to look at the West and not expect to see the Clippers near the top, right? At least on paper. After all, a healthy Kawhi Leonard is something to behold. But Paul George knows the enormous role he's going to need to play if they want to go all the way. And as he explained to our own young Masuk, his preparation for that started this summer. And he put it in. PG-13. You are ridiculous. At 32, why was it important for you to have such a good offseason? Being hurt and being out pretty much more than half of last season. It was a big emphasis going into this summer to take care of my body and just put everything into this upcoming season. I didn't take a day off other than the time going to my wedding. Tell me about getting married. You even had teammates show up with you. What was that like? Uh, It was beautiful. You know, I got to share that moment with uh, so many people that had a huge impact on my life and my career. Put me in a great place mentally with life and really just closing the chapter on our relationship with my wife and, you know, getting ready for the next part. This Clipper team, I just think they are the best team in the league right now, just based on their depth. Vegas has used one of the favorites to win it all. Do you guys feel those expectations and pressure to kind of deliver? Absolutely, absolutely. But it's good pressure. I think um, there's nothing to shy away from. There's nothing to be afraid of. Not a lot of teams in preseason have that expectation that they're going to win it. Um, for us, that's that's a blessing. Like to have a team that we have the the depth, um, the versatility. So. It's good pressure. You know, we'll, we'll take that pressure. Gets to the rim. Oh, look out. Kawhi Leonard with authority. Now I never it's been a while since you and Kawhi played together on the floor. How has he looked from what you've seen, not only, you know, in the offseason, but early on in camp? Yeah, I mean, he looks great. He looks like himself. You can see it when he's on the floor in warm-ups when he's getting ready. You know, he's like a kid on the court, you know, just dribbling around. He's like, he has that excitement to play basketball again. And uh, that's, that's scary. He looks sharp, he looks you know, explosive, he's quick. He's, he's gotten bigger, he's stronger. You know, he's ready. Stronger Kawhi sounds scary. It's scary, it's scary. He's put more muscle on, so he's a scary matchup for anyone that has to guard him. Oh, Paul George, a trampoline slam. What version of PG will we see this season? I'm more focused than I've ever been. You talk about locked in. I am locked into this year. I mean, that's what you're going to get, a leader. And just whatever it takes, I'm prepared and understand what the assignment is this year. What is that assignment you're talking about? Win it at all.
Om Young Masuk joining us now. Om, thank you so much for that conversation. It was really fascinating and for yes. making some time with us here. I, I know that, you know from doing these conversations, that sometimes the most interesting things happen as you're chatting before the camera comes on or chatting before the camera comes off. What did you learn additionally from what we just heard from talking to Paul George? I think Paul is taking on more of a leadership role, or at least trying to. Mm. I don't think he wants to leave any stone unturned. Remember the first year they joined forces? They came in, there were a lot of expectations. Clippers were playing their best basketball, and then the pandemic hits. They go in the bubble, their chemistry is awful. They disintegrate in the bubble. Yeah. Second year, they make it to the second round, Kawhi. Uh, tears his ACL. They still make it to the Western Conference Finals. Paul George plays some of his best basketball, but they're not complete. Last year, throw it out. Basically, Kawhi's out for the year. Paul George injures his, his elbow, and then, you know, basically comes back, doesn't even get into the play-in game because he had COVID in that last game. So I think he wants to make sure that they don't leave any stone unturned. Mm. He organized two um, camps, basically, in the offseason for players in Santa Barbara and San Diego. He's trying to be more of a leader. He's also trying to mesh with Kawhi Leonard. It's been a long time since they played on the same floor together. Yeah. This team is stacked. And the thing is, it's going to come down to intangibles for this team, as it always does. Health, chemistry, and leadership. Mm. I asked Ty Lue today at practice earlier this morning, you are the undisputed leader of this team, but do you need another voice in the mm. locker room to help you? And who will that be? And he said, absolutely, he needs another voice. He said, I can't be the voice all the time. He mentioned John Wall mm. immediately and other vets like Marcus Morris Sr. But John Wall comes in with immediate respect. Uh, it was what Ty said. And I said, well, what about your two best players, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? He said, Kawhi is starting to grow a little bit and speak a little bit more. Yeah. And he saw that in Las Vegas because they got together at training camp in Vegas. They did stuff off the court. They went gambling, things like that. And then he mentioned Paul George's camps. But he mentioned John Wall because he's been a leader in the past. I think he's also, I've talked to John Wall about this. He's learned from his leadership in Washington, mm. some of the things that didn't go right in Washington. And I think he comes in with immediate spec, especially from Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. And John Wall also comes in with a greater appreciation for the game and just life in general. I know a lot of people have been following his story and are rooting for him. Yeah. And it's really interesting when you think about the intangibles when it comes to leadership because a lot of times, Om, I feel like people expect your leaders of teams to be extreme vocal leaders. Yeah. Mm. And at times, some players that are the best are not that, yes. right? Kawhi Leonard, he's going to be a silent assassin. You don't have to be someone outside of yourself to be a leader. Sometimes we just need you to show up and hold things down on both ends of the floor. John Wall, I think, is going to be one of those vets that can sort of hold things together in a way that a lot of guys are start, starting to now relate to him. I think the Paul George as like the perfect hybrid of the two, someone that has dealt with adversity, someone that has been on the floor a little bit last year, and you mentioned it, like from getting married to being 32 mm. two years old right now, you have like so many great pieces within this Clippers team that can work, and I know a lot of people talk about like the depth factor, they're super deep, but like they also have the personalities that make that not feel like it's contentious, maybe the way you think of the Lakers and how will that depth work or yeah. how will all those personalities so I guess I ask you you know they're choosing to pursue a championship because they have the talent and they know the time is right now do you think that that you know top Ka Kawhi and Paul George them working together will be the best path forward with the leadership yeah I mean look this is year four for them oh, I mean yeah. Kawhi and PG came in with high expectations and there's been a lot that's been out of their control and they have not been able to reach that to get the Clippers to the NBA finals uh, so they understand that you know Paul has talked about this his window is shrinking 
his championship window is shrinking. That's why he said he was so focused this offseason, more focused than ever before. Kawhi Leonard, what he mentioned too was Paul George understands it's better than anybody else. When you have the game stolen from you, you find a different joy from it because of injuries. He says he can see that in Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi's excited to be back. Kawhi's excited to be Kawhi mentioned this the other night after we talked about their first piece in the game. He said just talking to the guys on the floor, being back in the locker room with them, Kawhi feels all these things. Now it's going to be a process. Yeah. They're going to still ramp Kawhi up. They play 11 of their first 15 back-to-backs before February. Wow. I think they play something like almost 60 games or something like that in the first half. The, ba- the back end is easy Lighter. for them. But I think they are going to have to watch Kawhi's minutes and John Wall's minutes. Well, and you have to expect that we're not necessarily going to see Kawhi Leonard in both halves of all back-to-backs this season just based on how they've managed him in the past. But when I look at the Clippers roster, they have so much (laughs) talent just up and down it you can take a look at it on your screen there and looking at this seeing the starters seeing the reserves Powell how is Ty Lue (laughs) going to manage all of this Malika I think we're going to see some pretty funky lineups as the season progresses tell me more Ty Lue has probably spent the entire offseason conjuring up how many different alternate lineups he can use he has talked about at some point getting six seven and six eight guys all five of them on the floor interchangeable that they can switch at every position love that Paul George has talked about if that works maybe this is something that other teams will emulate a five out uh, the other night he used John Wall and Reggie Jackson in the backcourt together I think you're going to see guys like Reggie Jackson get a ton of open looks because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard draw so much and Powell and also John Wall are going to put so much pressure at the rim it's mm. wild if you look at that same roster how many were or historically have been 15 plus 20 mm-hmm. point per game scorers and you know a lot of the qu- questions are okay how will John Wall acclimate to this team it's going to be interesting because I feel like he's necessary. You have Paul George that can bring it up. You have Kawhi Leonard that can bring it up. But should they at all times? Yeah. Having someone that can be active defensively. You know, I know he's coming back from injury in his first season back in, I think, about two years, right, John Wall. But still, historically, him being able to work in and transition and make easy plays for them, I think that's the best-case scenario. So, like, John probably likely will work per his body granting. And then you look at the pieces on the outside. I mean, it's the Clippers are real. The Clippers are the Clippers real. Clippers are real. Not to mention, Ty Lue, right, is one of the most well-respected coaches, both by players, other coaches, fans around the NBA. If anyone should be tasked with leading this roster, it is him. And the Clippers, I mean, we, can we just all say we expect them to be at the top or near the top of the West? Oh, yeah. Season, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, and I, and I, that's why I think it comes down to intangibles come playoff time. Because mm-hmm. if Kawhi gets ramped up, if John Wall gets ramped up, they still need to work on their chemistry throughout the year. Right. And you know the Clippers, they just they want to make sure everybody's healthy for the postseason. But right. Will everybody have that time together? But when it's all said and done, at least going in, this is the great time of year, right? When everything is just flowers and you, the <laughs> expectations are sky high. So perhaps the Clippers, they weren't one of the teams that was zeroed in on the showcase last night in Las Vegas. But teams that may be a little bit lower, looking like they're going to struggle this year, they were locked in on what we're going to show you next. Because Victor Wenbenyama oh. and Scoot Henderson were must see TV last night. If you missed it, we have full highlights from the showdown that's coming up next on NBA Today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. So you can see the graphic right there. The future is now. And Las Vegas played home last night to an exhibition game between the two best prospects, Victor Wenbanyama and Scoot Henderson. All 30 NBA teams were in attendance with scouts, 200 scouts in the building today. So was Boogie Cousins, Asia Wilson, uh, Chris Paul. They all wanted to get a look at Victor Wenbanyama's first game in the United States, especially against Scoot Henderson. I mean, watch this play right here. A nice little twitch, crossover. This guy's 7'3", and the finish. I mean, the, the jelly. Like, isn't that what she said? You love that, the jelly? I love that. I love the jelly. <laughs> well, you, you hear Scout say that for someone of his size, he has a skill set that we just have not seen before. I know. I think someone, like, compared to Giannis, no way. This is more like a KD with the size of Giannis. Now, I know, I know that is a reach, but, like, watch this. There was balling on both sides. Yes. Scoot Henderson over Wembenyama. Look at how athletic he is in the open court. Watch this dunk. Bam! That's incredible. And then I love the emotion. They treated this game seriously. Absolutely. And, and Scoot said after the game, I just saw this as a show. It's another court, and I got to put on a show. And he definitely did watch the handle. Like, I'm getting Kyrie vibes with how tight he is. Now, I know Kyrie is the greatest, but look at what they did in the first half. Nine points, two blocks in the first half for Wen Banyama. 18 points and a steal for Henderson. Let's go ahead to the third quarter because this is where things got interesting. You know what's funny? I saw some tweets in the first half saying, give me Scoot. And then in the second half, people said, give me Victor. These two guys are amazing prospects, but watch the blocking ability right there. That's volleyball. But okay, in transition, a 7-3 shooter like this, that's why I say KD, Kevin Durant. Mm. Easy money. And then this is the move that everyone loves, mid-range. Low you to sleep, footwork. Beautiful knockdown. Is that where Richard would say whose baby is that? Oh, that's my baby. That's my baby. <laughs> well, Chris Paul said I'm a huge fan and by of the game. my Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> All of these guys are trying to get in the league, and so that's why so many NBA players. Oh, I love that. Awareness that. from Scoot, knowing that he's a helicopter in the paint, stop on a dime, pump fake gets two guys and finishes. What? Absolutely beautiful. Going ahead to the fourth <laughs> quarter here. I mean, the, the, the showcase just did not stop. This is unfair at this point. Like, a huge block right here. And, I mean, could have been a foul. Could have been a foul. Could have been a little bit of a foul. But, look, 7 for 11 from 3. What? Well, and that's people are not used to seeing someone of his caliber pull up and shoot like that, Janae. But this is what it sounded like after the game. Shoot. 
generational talents on the same floor at this stage. This is my time. From all the hype, we both showed up. We coming up, uh, we coming up. Yeah, I was, I was there to win. Henderson going reverse, that's what he does. He has no fear. He's, yeah, he's tough to guard, just what I expected. Whoever, whoever they talk about the most, you know, I'm going at him. Advantage Victor. I feel like, you know, Victor's a pretty good player. Nothing really surprised me. Rattles in another three. This is the cheat code. Is that an MJ shot? <laughs> These two guys have gone step for step against each other. It's a gift to be here. It was a great experience, great experience. Uh, I'm, I can't wait to, to do it again. Landscape senior writer Mark Spears joins us now because, Mark, you were in the building for last night's showdown. And before we jump into your thoughts, I do want to show everybody this tweet that you put out last night where you said, every once in a while in sports, you attend an event that you remember for the rest of your life. And this Victor Wembanyama game is one of those memorable moments. Mark, why was it so memorable? There was a bunch of weirdness around the crowd, like looking at each other, like, can you believe this? Mm. Are we witnessing this? Can you? I, I hadn't felt this way since I saw Yao Ming work out in Chicago in 2002, but this is different. This is like Ralph Sampson, uh, the way we expected or hoped Ralph Sampson could be healthy, wit handles, shooting threes, made seven threes, like KD skills. But he's 7'4", seven, 7'3", seven, 7'5". Seven, he keeps changing what he is. It's not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to be this way. He's just supposed to be a shot blocker. But look at his skill set. That's like Ice Gervin right there. Like, I'm, I, I, Malika, I told you earlier, like, you have to have the eye test for anybody that could get there Thursday yeah. and see this. It's stunning. Like, TV does not do this kid justice. When you see somebody 7'4 out there, moving like he's moving, crossover, dribble, step back. You didn't, they didn't show that because he got fouled. It's, it's just like I feel like I saw the future. I mean, you convinced me we need to book our flights to Las Vegas. Uh, Twitter, Mark, <laughs> went wild on Monday night when this quote from Victor came out about Scoop. He said, he's really a great player. If I was never born, I think he would deserve the first spot. So context matters, right? This was only part of the quote. He was very yeah. complimentary of Scoot, but what was Scoot's reaction when he heard those quotes? Well, Scoot Henderson, who had an amazing game, yes. he's not really a social media person, which is odd for a teenager. And they had an event on Monday night with both teams, and he heard about the quote hours later at this event, right before he was expo uh, supposed to exchange signed jerseys with Victor. So Scoop being the competitor that he was, he, he walked up there and you see that smile now, but I wish we had the video. He was not happy about this. <laughs> he walked up, didn't shake his hand, didn't even look his way. They swapped jerseys and he just went and sat back down. And there was a motivation, a fire that Scoot had before the game. He said that that quote didn't really bother him, but I, I could tell he was uh, incensed by it. And he also says, hey, I still have confidence that I could be the number one pick in this draft. I think Victor showed you yesterday that this is just a rare unicorn. I wouldn't take slight to this, but just the fact that this kid has this kind of fire, was that upset about it, wanted to put on the show himself, which he did. I mean, if this is your number two pick, hey, 
What a great consolation that is. I, I love the swagger that he has. Not shaking hands, not making eye contact. That reminds me of some of the weigh-ins for different uh, boxing matches, different MMA matches that we've yeah. seen. I love that. I cannot They're going to be rivals. They're going to be rivals. And, hey, you know what? Rivals in the NBA, sometimes that's a good thing. It creates some of the best moments, the best basketball that we've seen. Mark Spears, thank you so much for your time. Please enjoy the rest of the games in Las Vegas. I appreciate Mark's thoughts because he was in live, in their live, and in person. But, Janae, you watched it on TV like the rest of us. I want to know what stood out to you from Victor. Well, if KD and Giannis... That's Victor Wembanyama, <laughs> And I know that's aspirational, but check out these numbers and look at this graphic. It's really impressive what he was able to do. 37 points, 11 for 20 from the field. Y'all, at 7-3, seven, 7 for 11 from three. Mm. Five blocks, four rebounds. He's a stat stuffer. And let me show you this. Romy, my tape producer, quite cool, baby. Again, please. <laughs> and thank you. This is a guy that truly has guard-like abilities. Mm. Great spacing so he can go one-on-one. Rocks the baby, pun intended. Turn around, look at the footwork, look at the extension, look at the finish, kisses it off the glass. Super impressive. Obviously at 7-3, you're gonna be a great rim protector as well. This is Scoot. Scoot's super athletic, can get to the rim in .2 seconds. But instead, he's on help side, he has the awareness to come in and block the shot. Now, Scoot did have his way with the pump fake. He learned from that, okay? But still, that was very great defense. Now, let's talk about in transition. They're off and running. Typically, centers run to the rim. Where does he run? He runs to the three-point line and knocks down a contested three with 11-foot extension on his shot. Who gonna guard that? Maybe Giannis? Maybe KD? A couple of guys? But, like, with his skill set, with his talent, this guy is like, I as, did Ohm say it, like, you're trying to tank to get mm. this. I don't know if we're allowed to do that. Or like, I mean, the tanking, it's you changed, can't do right? it, but like, the, the, the let's just say if lottery you're season. struggling at the end of the year, you ain't going to feel too bad about yourself. Yeah, if Victor's not, the one who's knocking up, showing up with his back, you're, you're not yeah. going to feel too bad about that. Hey, Chanae, it's not Victor Wenbanyama, but we do have a very special guest joining us here on oh, NBA yes. Day. It is the woman, the UConn legend, Paige Beckers. What's good, Paige? So good to see you, Paige. Thanks for having me. Well, we're going to get into it with you after this break. We have so many questions that we want to ask. I heard you've been hanging out with my sis. What's yeah. up? We went to the Kendrick Lamar concert. Oh, and where was and my invite? Oh. Where was my ticket? All right, we need a break <laughs> to talk about this. We'll be back on the other side. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
I just have this confidence about me. It kind of brings out flag. Try to keep a smile on my face when I'm playing because I just love basketball so much. H, she's my idol. We are now joined by the 2020-2021 AP Player of the Year and a friend of the program, Paige Beckers. Paige, thanks so much for hanging out with us yeah, today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. So the last time you were on the show, we were talking about your road to recovery, your comeback, and that has been delayed after your ACL injury. But let's just start there. Where are you in your rehab? I'm two months in, so I feel like the hardest part is over. The first week was extremely challenging. Yeah. Just trying to process it, but... I'm growing through this mentally, uh, spiritually, emotionally, and physically as well. But I think I'm going to be a much better player when I come back. And I'm just trying to use this as like a growth period and a period where I can get better. And that's going to be scary for, for the rest of the league when you come back and you're even a better player than you were before. <laughs> we're all rooting for you and can't wait to watch that. Um, one thing looking through your Instagram that you've been citing a lot is Mamba mentality. You reading the book, you thinking about Kobe Bryant. How has that helped you getting through this? Yeah, I've read that book. I'll probably read it a million more times throughout this rehab process. But there was a specific page that spoke a lot to me, and it was that he never dwelled on an injury. Like, I'm not going to lie, the first week I kind of dwelled on it. But... Ever since then, it's been like I've been in attack mode. I'm ready to do whatever it takes to get back, whether it be change, changing my nutrition, doing Pilates, and a lot of other other work that gets me healthy and gets me back better than ever. So. Just like him, I'm so passionate, I love the game, and I just want to get back as soon as possible. Yeah, and I love that. But while you are not back yet, it's not like you're just doing your rehab. You also, I understand Coach P around here usually means Coach Perkins, but there, <laughs> Coach P has taken on a new meaning for you this year. Now I might have to take the title Coach P, but <laughs> I, got, I had the whistle, I had the clipboard at media day, I, I was all set with it, and I'm really excited just for the new perspective that I can bring to the game, and I still want to continue to help my team in all ways that I can and a lot of them they're gonna be it's adjustment period they're gonna have to listen to me but I think I'm gonna have a lot of words of wisdom I'm gonna watch um, film watch the scout and watch us and help the coaching staff in any ways that I can so, so what kind of coach is coach B are you a breaking clipboards type of coach are you a soft-spoken come in and we're gonna have like a, a moment all together type of coach I think I'm like a players coach like mm. the one that the, the players want to talk to and yeah. like I'll get on them but like I'm their biggest supporter I'm their biggest fan but when there's a time when I need to get out of my well. So we won't go through too many clipboards this year. Is Gino letting you draw up plays in the huddle? What, what's going on there? <laughs> I'm sure he'll let me do that at some point. Um, I hope so. Sometimes he gets sort of fed up of him talking, so he'll probably hand it off to me at some point. Well, let us know when you're drawing up that last play of the game. We're going to be like, oh, yes, that's a coach that's it. play that's right it. there. Someone that you grew up with is Chet Holmgren. You all were friends in high school. Have you been in touch at all as he's coming back from his own injury out for the season with a foot injury here? Yeah, actually, we talk every day. Oh, yeah. um, I got hurt first and then seeing his injury, it was extremely tough just for the both of us because we both wanted to have that breakout year. We both love the game of basketball. We live the game of basketball. So to see him go down, um, but I'm excited for our comeback. Like we're both from Minnesota. We want to show the world Minnesota tough and I think we're going to have a great comeback. Um, and also just the mentality we both have and that we're going to attack it and do anything we can to get back on the court. I think it's huge. I love that. Well, since we're already starting to talk about the NBA, what do you say we do it a little bit more? 
Yeah. Alex. All right. Let's go get Janae Agumake and talk a little bit of off-season storylines here because right now, and I'm sure you saw this on ESPN.com, our insiders they rank the top breakout candidates that's coming into the season and just some names that they threw out here: Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Josh Giddy, Tyrese Halliburton, among others. So since we have a guest, Janae, yeah. I think we're going to start with Paige. Who do you think is going to be the breakout candidate of the year? I think Scotty. I, I love right. Scotty's game. He's super versatile. Can do everything on offense and defense. And I mean, he won of the year, so it's only up from here. All right, Janae. Oh, yeah, I love Scotty Barnes. I saw that coming a long time ago. Oh, we know. I'm all about the Raptors. <laughs> team Raptors and Team Masai. I actually have my eyes maybe more so from the veteran aspect, mm. Anthony Edwards, just because I know we talked about him earlier in the show, but that leadership and that maturity, that next step he's going to have to take when he's dealing with, you know, so many talented players, Carl Anthony Towns, who's stepping into his game. What? D'Lo, and then you've got Rudy Gobert. What? No, what? Malik just, is making a face. No, I'm just <laughs> laughing. Anthony Edwards is going to love you calling him a veteran player. I know, but like, <laughs> you know what it is like? Paige knows exactly what it's like. You're young but you're a vet, mm. you know, and he's a young vet. And this is a team that I think they were disappointed how they left yeah. the playoffs, and now they actually think they, they can make it to the top two, three of the Western Conference. So I like Anthony Edwards, and he always gives us sound bites. Right. So, he, I, he's, he's, always, he's always fun. All right, let's stick with the young players, though. Your pick for Rookie of the Year would be? I'll have to say it's Paolo oh, okay. or Jaden Ivey. Um, oh, you're doing the Chanae. Yeah. Paolo or Jaden Ivey. <laughs> yeah, I can't really choose one, but <laughs> both of those guys are going to have really great. Why, why do you like Paolo? Game? I mean, complete? Yeah, I feel like he's a dog. He just And he loves the game of basketball, and I think... He just brings a different mentality to that team. He's my yeah. choice, and that's what I was wondering. But also, I love Jaden Ivey. I like both of your answers. Uh, Jaden, because in the women's basketball community, we've all seen Jaden grow up yeah. under Coach Neal, and so I like those two, but I did go with Paolo. Okay, I, see, I see you guys doing the same thing. Chanae, our, our, her trope on the show, which she does every Hooper. single time, and she's like, <laughs> I like this person, but I also like this person, but I also like that person. So for this one, I'm gonna make Chanae sit it out because during our first week of the show, <laughs> we are going to get her pick and keep the receipts. But who is going to be the MVP this year? There's like 10 names I could say, but I'm gonna go with like the fun sleeper pick in John Moran. I like it, why? He's super exciting, he's like the up and coming guy and he just has a passion for the game and he just has fun while he does it and it's really entertaining to watch. So we know that John Morant, they, they, they have their eyes set on big goals this mm -hmm. year, winning a championship potentially. Do you have them winning it all? I'm a huge believer in you're the champion until you get knocked off, so I'm going with the Warriors again. See, I, I, I feel that too. I yeah. said it last year. I said, you know what, until the Milwaukee Bucks get knocked off, you can't you can't say anything. Can I help her with that answer? I was like, girl, <laughs> if you don't have an answer, just say the Milwaukee. You're like, here, this MVP, is my championship. Look, us Hoopers, we stick together, you know what I'm we saying? Do. We do, we stick together. Even though it's UConn. UConn, yeah. UConn stands for you You're in the hug, and then you gave away for it. Well, tomorrow we will have our first NBA preseason game on ESPN and the app. The Heat are in Brooklyn to take on the Nets at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. And the Timberwolves, they score off against the Lakers. NBA countdown gets us started at 7 Eastern. Paige. You're the best. So, Thank you. Bye. Thank you for having me. Still to come on NBA Today. Paige, you saw this last night. Jonathan Gavoni gives the show. He joins us here on the show to tell us about Victor Wenbanyama and if he's the most impressive prospect of all time. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The
playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Assault. Curling off the screen, driving baseline. Oh, you fat with a three. Yes, I just said that. That is that man's name. Don't tweet at me. I don't want to tweet from anybody. That's you the man's could, name. You could you couldn't wait to say that. <laughs> Where's Richard when you need him? Um, <laughs> number one pick, Victor Wenbanyama, was so nice that we needed to address him twice in the show. 11 of 20 from the floor, 7 for 11 from three, 37 points, five blocks, four boards, countless reactions from social media and if you're not familiar get familiar with this young man from France because he leads his team in pretty much every statistical category and of course he's expected to be at the top of the 2023 NBA draft class so we now welcome in ESPN NBA draft analyst Jonathan Gavoni to the show and on the show we've heard Jonathan people say on the low end he's Chris Stapps Porzingis and on the high end he's Giannis so let's hear it from you the draft expert what do NBA teams like the most about Victor Wenbanyama? Malika, think Kevin Durant meets Rudy Gobert. Whoa. Seven foot four, eight foot wingspan, only 18 years old, can handle the ball, create his own shot, play pick and roll, go get his own one-on-one, shoot coming off screens, off step backs, protects the rim, blocks threes, dunks everything. Honestly, I've never seen a prospect like him in my life. It, yesterday was one of the most fun nights I've had as a talent evaluator. NBA executives were absolutely smitten with him. Mm. They were walking out of that arena with a huge smile on their face. Well, you and Woj, you co-authored a story that everyone can go read right now on ESPN.com. It was about how last night's game is going to reshape the entire NBA trade market. What sort of ripple effect did his performance cause? A race to the bottom like we've never seen before is what one GM told Woj. Wow. This performance last night is going to transform the way that the worst teams in the NBA think about their season. I think it's going to give them a license to accelerate the teardown and position themselves as best as possible to be the worst teams in the league and have the best odds of drafting Victor. Mm. I think you're going to see teams, uh, you know, make trades now as opposed to waiting until the trade deadline. Uh, you know, you don't want to wait until a month or so left before the season. It might already be too late. And by the way, we have to mention Scoot Henderson also, who had a phenomenal game yesterday and is an incredible consolation prize as the number two pick in the draft. So you're talking about 14% chance of getting Victor for the worst team, but 27% of being in that top two, which is key. This is a really strong draft class, and people are very, very excited about Victor and Scoot. Well, I found this fascinating, too. Something else you addressed in your story is the idea of shutting Victor down until the draft to preserve his draft stock here. What are you hearing about that? 
Yeah, so I spoke with Victor's agents, Buna Njai and Jeremy Majana today, and they absolutely rejected that. They said NBA teams are absolutely calling them, encouraging them to consider the possibility of shutting him down in order to you know, prevent the possibility of getting injured. But he is not going to do that. They said Victor is not that kind of player. He's a competitor. He wants to get better. He wants to take his team to the playoffs. His goal is to compete and improve every day. And that's why they brought him here to the U.S. A lot of people were very critical of this when this game was announced. They said, why are you making this move? What's the upside for you? You're already the number one pick in the draft. You know, don't risk the injury. Don't risk the jet lag. Um, you know, just stay at home and you'll go number one. But that's not what Victor is all about. He wants to get better every single day and he wants to compete. Well, as a fan of the game, I can certainly say I can only speak for myself and for what I saw on Twitter, but folks are so excited that he made that decision that we're going to get to see a little bit more of him. Jonathan Gavoni, thank you so much for the time today. Here's a reminder of how to get the number one pick and which teams are most likely to have a shot at Win Binyama. The three worst records, they each have a 14% chance to land the number one pick at the lottery. And according to Caesar Sportsbook, the Spurs, the Pacers, the Rockets, Jazz, Thunder, they are the teams projected to win the fewest games this season. Hmm, the Wembenyama sweepstakes have begun today. So this happened last night as well, uh, which got us thinking, what about we discover what the best in-game windmills of all time were? Top Obi. to top, 60 seconds away. Obi. Fight for the rebound, Doran got his hands on it. McBride, what a pass, Toppin taking him to the schoolyard. Yeah, rock baby stuff so the Knicks have been thriving in transition. All right, so Obi got us thinking. Should we do a little top of the top in? Top of the top inspired by Obi Toppin. Top of the top. Top of the top in windmills, the best in game first top three seasons. Oh, I love this one. It was beautiful. Oh. All alone. And you know what I like? It's like when like you this. do it and then the squat and it's like, yeah, yeah I'm a mom. <laughs> I'm like, I got this. Ah, oh, this was iconic. This is Paul George. Oh, this was like exactly what we all, I don't even know what to say. Well, it feels like we can't do one of these and not include our friend Vince Carter top opposing bench reaction. It was 2001, and this was just incredible. You remember You know this. what we have to say here? Upper room! The upper room! And then the stare down. So we're getting so many dunk finishers. We got the squat by Paul George, and now we get the stare down. Watch this. Bam, and then look. Uh-huh, I see you. And then the bench can't handle it. They're 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 walking away like, no, I can't, I can't even look at that. All right, yeah. let's go to top windmill. Sean Kemp, it was against the Warriors. It was 1991. Whoa. The Rain Man. Okay, what made oh. this impressive was that he crossed under the rim. You know, it's not like you're staying on one side. It's like you cross, step away, bam. And look at where his head was, level with the rim, it seems like the entire time. Look at that, and took a little contact. And then there's a squat. There's a squat. I like this, I love that, I'm losing my mic. All right, let's go to top windmill alley <laughs> This is probably one of the best windmills of oh, all yes. time. It was Gerald Green. What? Ooh, eyes at the rim. Smooth. Literally eyes at the rim. It was so smooth. I love the fans. I love the bench reaction. Eyes at the rim. This is what dunk contests they try to do now. Like, yeah. hey, look at this. And the fact that this was in-game is mm. just absolutely Unreal. insane. All right, well, I hope Roy enjoyed our show today because, you know, this was for you. We so Thanks for the email. You all reach out and send us an email. NFL Live is coming up next. We will be back tomorrow. A huge thank you to Paige Beckers for joining us as well. And we will see. Welcome to NFL Live. Week 5 begins tomorrow and later on in